Alright, we back Welcome to another episode of Bomb Stories uh, Self-explanatory This is the podcast where we celebrate failure Alright, all my uh, friends and comedy brethren come on And just tell their best amazing stories of bombing In uh, comedy and in life uh, It gets off the rails sometimes My name is Dino Vigo, your host with the most This is my guy, David Lamborghini Gallardo Comedian, producer, all things extraordinaire. Uh, and today we have one of my good, good friends. Uh, Don't put two goods on it. Because <laughs> you know, when you're a female oh, comedian good. and you put more than one good on it, they're going to say, oh, they having sex. Oh, well, so give me one good. Okay, one good. Yeah. Let them think what they think. Let them mystery. Let them be a mystery, man. That's true. That's true. Though. Yeah. Good, good friend. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Good. He yeah. ended all them yeah. goods yeah. on yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't even pick this one and of my. Every time he said good, I felt his dick penetrating me. <laughs> yeah, she one of my good, good friends. I, I didn't yeah, even yeah, pick yeah. that, but yeah, one good. one of my good friends. She yeah, one of my you good. You just sexually harassed with all your goods. Yeah. yeah. Don't me to me, please. I, I didn't even. I, I can't get canceled before. Yeah, I, I want some of this shit on the wall. <laughs> I ain't even made it, man. Uh, He's worth money right here. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was so many goods. I need at least something yeah. off the wall. Oh, okay, so um, Daphne, let's just get to the uh, beginning. We've been friends for about six, seven years now. Right? Yeah. And how we met is you slid in my DM. I slid in her DM. Back slid. But it was a purely platonic slide in. Right, uh, you, I a year before I had did uh, HBO comedy wings, a- wings. ABFF, the American ABFF. Black Film Festival. Yes, and I was uh, in the finals of that, and I was going uh, back to the, it was in Miami, and I was going there to you know network what's the network yeah the and, network. you know get a refresher yeah 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 because you I met the previous year exactly so and I needed to get a pass. And so I looked at, and the comedians that are in the contest get a pass. So I looked at the finalists of that year, and I saw like I saw the people, and I didn't know any of them. And I slid in. You didn't know me. Yeah, no, I didn't know. Did any you of them. did you reach out to anybody else? I slid in everyone's DM, and you were the one that got back to me. Some people did get back to me after you, and they were like, "Yeah, I gave my pass away. It was all good." And then, uh, but you got back to me, and you was like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm down here. I, we get two passes. I got. I'm only got one that I'm giving away, so you can have my pass." And then I went down there, and we became fast friends, and we've been friends ever ever since. By the way, she won the contest that year. I mean. T- I'm a winner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she did. She did win the contest and uh, did her, did a thing. Stand up. Huh? It was it's a stand up thing HBO and you get oh, a meeting wow. with HBO and you know it's dope. It's a dope thing. Shout out to ABFF. Um, she won it that year and then we just was friends every ever since we we went and did festivals together. I, I go to LA. I hit her up. She is uh, very very <laughs> talented and humble. Talented, humble. Uh, but since then, you have. Blown up, let's say. This is say blown up. Like, um, you're 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 famous now. We were just in the fish spot. I'm blown, but I haven't got the up yet. You you you're succeed. You listen. Your your trajectory has gone uh, in the upward motion. A lot it's more dropped. 
No, but that's not. success, though. You gotta do this. Of course, there's ebbs and flows, but I mean, you're doing very well. That's just, it is what it is. You've went. You're killing the social media game. You had when I met you. You, which was crazy, because to me, you had a lot of followers when I met you. You had like six, eight thousand followers. Yes, yeah, because I I got titties, but yeah, I had that many back <laughs> like then. And I was like, oh, she's she's popping. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she does have titties. Um, and then, so now you are in the upwards of the two, three hundred thousands on all these things. No, no, millions. <laughs> yeah, oh, excuse me. What? No, I'm just joking. On you know, uh, YouTube is like four hundred and over four fifty, and then crazy Instagram. People don't know I got two pages. So one has like one hundred twenty nine thousand. Another one has like four sixty six. Oh, so gross. So, so it's like six hundred thousand. You add that up. And then TikTok, you got like in the millions, right? Yeah. Probably hit $2 million by the, yeah, by the end of the summer. crazy. I remember we did, I did just a random little thing with you when I was, I did a TikTok with you. I had, <laughs> I had three followers at the time. And by the, when we did, when you posted it, I had 200 followers from doing that one 10 second little thing with you. So we, I got to get in the lab with you again. Okay. Um, but so uh, enough about your accolades. This podcast is about falling on your face. All right. Ooh, I should tell the story about how I got into ABFF. Yeah, we're gonna get into all of that. That's a bomb. We're gonna get yeah. That okay. turned into a win, but it started off as a bomb. Well, I don't then know tell, if you knew that. we could go, we could go back yeah. and tell it now. Okay, so you remember ABFF? They do the semifinals before you get to the actual finals. Yes. So you had to do it. Uh, did you come to LA or did you do yours in New York? They were in New York, luckily. Good the and semifinals. bad. Semifinals. Everything was in New York. Okay. So back in the day, the year that I did it, 2016 was the year that I won. Um, it was actually in L.A., the semifinals. So they have approximately like nine people do yeah. it, and then they cut it down to four. And then those four, they fly out to Miami. They get them a hotel. HBO pays for it. You get like – you get – you know, per diems for meals and everything. They really treat you really gr great, right? And then you get to perform in front of a couple thousand oh, this people. Is dope. Yes. I still it's use my experience. clip from that at, to when I submit. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's the best clip I have. I've gotten better as a comedian, so um, <laughs> I don't use that clip anymore. It, I can't relate to you, Dino. <laughs> <laughs> but it's TV you. qualities. It's like no, the best No, no, you're quality, right. Yeah. I'm just teasing you. But um, so... Uh, they end up having the semifinals in Los Angeles at this club called the Ha Ha. So that night, only four people were going to move on. So they called all the people that went up, and they didn't call my name. <laughs> and when I tell you I had a great set, and I was in tears because I'm like, this shit, I know I did better than that person and that person. Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. that for a fact. So I ended up um, going to the car crying. <laughs> like what the hell they asked me to take a photo because I, I left after they called the people they was like hey could you take this photo so you'll see me in the photo like not really happy yeah. so then after I left a couple of the ju judges two judges stuck up for me um, I believe it was Zaynab and it was Amanda Seals that I knew for sure Zaynab Dope. Johnson Amanda Seals they stuck up for me they, they did like a post on Instagram saying that you know that I, I did really good or whatever so then I'm starting to think in my head because as a comic, we are self. We, we, when we don't do well, we blame everybody else. We don't take any accountability. So in this moment, I'm like, this shit is rigged. You know what but I mean? They already knew who they wanted before I even got here. But, and but, I wasn't one of the people they wanted in Miami. But you're right, though. That do be the case sometimes. That do be the case. It be so, politics. Yeah, it do be politics. But some people just be, they be capping. Mm. But then some people, you be like, no, nah, I really do be politics. So I felt in my mind at this moment that it was just politics. 
So I didn't get put. So after I left, I had those two judges that that wrote something that was very sweet and nice. And I was like, this is very nice and encouraging, you know, to just keep going. I ain't going to I ain't going to win them all. You know what I mean? So I heard that people left out of the show and was like, how does she not win? And they started to ask questions. And then it was like a little chitter chatter. This is what I heard. And then so I ended up getting an email either late, late, late by the time I went to bed, like three o'clock in the morning, something like that. Or maybe the next morning, early in the morning, saying that they decided to do five people. Dope. And then I went to Miami. I was one of the five. And I remember sitting in the uh, the green room area and this one comedian, he just was like kind of fuck trying to take me off my square. I put my headphones on, blocked everybody out in that room and I won. Yeah. I ain't come to play with nobody. No, you didn't. I was in the crowd, man. It was it was clear. It was clear. You did your thing that day. You won. Yeah, but technically that was like a bomb. But, you know, I done bombed prior to that and, and post that. Yeah, that's um, a success story. Yeah. That's a, so, I still bomb. Yeah, of course. That's what this is about. See, on the surface, this podcast is, you know, hilarious stories of failure. But it's also, Dave. Perseverance. 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 Everyone that's been on this show has Great stories of bombing. It's so funny. But they're also successful comedians, which means that they have overcame those bombs. And it's like, it's it's part of the game. You can't fail. You can't succeed if you don't fail. So that's what this is And that about. is really true. You know why? What made me feel good about bombing when I bomb, it, it, it keeps me going, is the fact that I've seen some of the greatest people bomb. Like, literally in the room as a witness and watch them bomb. Yeah, I've seen Kevin Hart have a tough ass time, but they, when I say these people were bombing, it's because they were working on new material. It's not because it was they a one shit. I don't seen Dave Chappelle up there. Of course, you know the shit. Even if like, sometimes, even sometimes because they're working on material. I seen Cat Williams like and people looking like so that kind of really gets you to keep going as a comedian and really pushes you that just, Hey, you just got to keep working out that stuff. Now, see, here's the difference between me, Kat, Kevin and Dave Chappelle. They were working on new material, but I bombed working on material. Oh, I was cool. already doing. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, so do they, listen, they've bombed with their A shit too. It's just, that's part of this game. Your, ne your next bomb is always around the corner, man. It's, it's what keeps us. It's like, we like, the punishment, it's a weird thing. Um, so you started doing, you're from Florida. Yeah. You didn't Palm do Beach County, ho. You always got to say the whole part. That's like yeah, a part Palm of Palm Beach County, ho. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, you, and so you was, in, you was uh, in a, in a uh, gang. You got in a lot of gang trouble. You know, I used to sell drugs. I used to be shooting people. I used to have a mouth full of goals, permanent. Then I got them out, my grill out, and you know, Damn. got my uh, teeth done. Damn. Damn. Nah. So you, you didn't do comedy in Florida? No, actually, I didn't. I started oh. in Los Angeles, California. And you moved to L.A. to for comedy or just acting? I and... moved to L.A. to get into the industry, and okay. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to be in this place. Mm. And my grandmother lived in, she lived in Inglewood. She had a two-bedroom apartment, and it was her and her husband in one room, and she had a, a room, another room with a twin-size bed in there. She said, baby, all you need is a um, television. And she said, you could stay here. So Is this the grandmother that used to go and sell hot dogs with? Yeah. <laughs> and my grandma used to sell hot you dogs back that, in high school. You told me that story. Yeah. That was a great story. Yo, Daphne used to sell hot dogs Hey, I used street. to sell fish, too. Yo, you she know. was a hustler. Was I, like, I, you was like 13? Speaking, yeah, speaking of hustlers, um, when I think of hustlers, I always question 
Or is that something you can learn or something you're born with? And I think you can, you're only, you're born with being a hustler. Like that's a talent that you're born with, like a superpower that you're born with. I've met so many people that are amazingly talented, but they have absolutely no work ethic or Mm -hmm. hustle. And it just becomes a raisin in the sun. And you see them self-sabotage over time because they're not willing to put in the work. But they have everything here in the arts and the talent, but it never manifests because they can never get the the showing up all the time, to work hard, to hit stages, to constantly reinvent yourself. They don't, they're not willing to do that. So I really honestly think, if anything, you know, I can't, yeah. I can't play basketball. I'm not in the WNBA. <laughs> bitch, I was born a hustler. You were. You were. And to, to that question, uh, it's interesting you say that because I think I think it is something you're born with or maybe you learn very young. You, you have parents that's hustling or like. No, I'm, I'm, I'm way more of a hustler. Than uh, hustling. Oh, so then it was just it was just in you. I think it's in you. I I, think, that's why I speak to I believe it's in you. I think I fell victim to that a little bit. In the way that I had to learn to switch my hustle, hence this and doing other things, and not starting like the oh, t-shirt you mean line. When you stop smoking crack, exactly, exactly. Okay. No, I, when I started doing the comedy thing, and for years until just recently, I put all my hustle into jokes see, and the stage and doing that. And some then people hustling what, backwards. I was hustling backwards, and I. Every, like you said, showing I was hustling, every thinking I'm hustling, getting on stage, getting on stage, getting on stage, writing, 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 getting on stage. Be, yo, I got to be out every night. But you too. forgot about the relationships and you forgot about building and hanging out and stuff like this because comedy is bigger than television. I don't even think I just watching people like you grind and hustle on outside of stand up. Like, that's why I'm doing this now. Watching you and, you know, you definitely inspired me. I have a few friends that. Switch their hustle and are and are very successful now, and I had to took me a minute to finally be like, what the fuck am I doing? And you said this just before we started taping. You know, the thing about stand up is you're always dependent on Somebody someone else's else. approval. Yeah, and and I, that means the club, the bookers, the bookers, that the means agents, the, the, the other people in your uh, the agents, the managers. The industry, right? Uh, Just for Laughs, Montreal, yeah. the festival. All that shit. You also depending on other comics, your peers, you know what I mean, to get you work. Like, I think in order for you to really be who you deserve to be is you have to somehow nowadays take the power into your hands because, see, we're not like the generation before us. So all these Damon Wayans and Chris Rocks and all them – and people on Def Jam and all those people that made it, like they had to um, work hard, be funny, fight to survive, and the industry would pick them up. I mm-hmm. don't think things are that, no, that it's, simple anymore. It's good and bad. In, 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 in a good way, you can bypass those gatekeepers now. You know, like those people that you always were depending on. Oh, the booker at, the, at this club I want to get into, the, the agent, the, the people booking for Saturday Night Live, all those things. Now you can do it yourself. But see, I kind of disbelieve in that too, right? Here's why I do have a little small, you know. I think that so many people are fighting to be in certain rooms before they're ready and they're not working on their skills, right? So at the end of the day, it wasn't, it raced me doing social media, right? I worked so hard doing stand-up 
and putting myself in festivals and investing money into myself. Can't nobody tell you that I was probably investing damn near 50% of what I was making. Even to this day, mm -hmm. I go to acting class every week. Every single audition, I get four auditions a week. I pay coaching. When I tell you I'm paying $1,000, thousands of dollars mm -hmm. a month just to coach for a job that I'm not going to get, right? Thank God I'm at a place in my life where I can afford it, right? But I'm not even at, even where I'm at in my life with the money I have, I'm still not going to be relaxing lackadaisy and not putting you know the so much more work that I can because eventually I always look at people, you're not making money now, but you got to look at it when, when I do all these little shows for free. Because, you know, now I'm at a point, too, where I turn down money for shows. Mm -hmm. Like, even I did a show here last night, and the room wasn't packed. And the guy was like, oh, write down your Venmo. I'm not going to take money from you, man. I'm not going to take money from another comedian, and this show didn't sell out. And I remember another female comedian booked me on a show, and she was like, oh, I'm going to pay you uh, $200. I said, no, I would never. She was a black female. I said, I will never take more money from you than these white promoters give me you know what i mean so That's just match that price and we good because it's like we all kind of got to work together now i i can admit that not everybody's at of course that you're, you're, of you're course, lucky right? enough to be in a place where you but don't need that yeah, money if you're not selling tickets it, people are really trying to survive and fight and it, it is admirable to me to see someone Putting on a room, trying to get people out, hustling. That's a hustle, too. You know, the same mm -hmm. way you're doing your podcast. So it got to be, like, respect there that, like, hey, if you can, I ain't going to take from you. You know what I mean? But well, if you need it, take that shit. Well, that, that's why I was getting to when I said it's good and it's bad. I would say it's good that you could bypass and do those things. But the bad part, and this is what makes you so unique. Not unique, but you did it the right way. Because the bad part about it to me is... Standard wise is these people get success and they get all these followers. And like you said, they're not ready to be in that room because their standup skills aren't there. You did it the opposite way or the right way to me, whatever. I'm a little bougie with it. You were a comedian first and you honed your skills and you were in those rooms bombing, getting your shit up, writing, writing, writing. So by the time you started doing the social media hard like that, when you got that success, you were ready to go into any room, you know. Yeah, but I get, still you were ready on to my take. Up. Uh, that's what I mean because you were a solid comic already. Yeah. You you had just won the HBO shit before your so, your social media. You were, were legit strong comic. Then you add that following. It's like yeah, book me anywhere. I'm ready. Let's go on the road. You know, some of these people are getting these followers, hundred thousand, two thousand, whatever followers, and then they're getting booked to go on the road. Or, and they like they can't do it. They got five minutes of stand up, you know. That's where it's it's bad to me. Yeah, but you can't tell somebody to be hustling to turn down money. And yeah, these no, clubs they, ain't yeah, gonna turn down no money. Yeah, but they, it's figure like, it but they figure it out. They figure it out. You know, over a while, I do be like a little offended. Like, damn, how y'all doing all of this? And you you ain't put no work in. They not willing to go back and learn the art of stand up. Mm -hmm. I heard somebody like DC Youngfly is like was in the comedy clubs every weekend in Atlanta, going up trying to hone his yeah. craft. And I, stuff I, like I that. don't know him well, but I've you know I yeah, watched I've heard him. About it. I yeah. watched him you know, grow, and I know people that know him, and from what I hear, he is one of those guys, and that's why I respect guys like that. You know, they got that following, because he got that following first, but when he started to get the comedy, you know, opportunities, he was in the club honing his craft, yeah. honing his craft, Most of them you know, falling that. on his face, and like, I don't know his story that well, but that's from what I hear, yeah. and I respect that. 
I respect that too. Shout out DC Young Fly. And another thing too I wanted to speak on is too is a lot of people um they really networking too to me and building relationships is a skill. And it's a skill that I don't have. I'm Same. friends with people and I'm cool with people. People fuck with me. But see, I, I'm able to let my talent outweigh my uh, building uh, relationships uh, thing. But I know some people that are good at building relationships but aren't really that talented. So I, 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 I think you're born with that too. And I call it the gift of gab. Like you got a mouthpiece on you. People are born to just, they can just talk and network and be a be a chameleon to people and just go over there and start to blend in with this black sofa. Go over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people are. Once, cows, ag- once again, sofa, you know. <laughs> once again, I agree with you and I disagree a little bit because I feel the same way. I'm not the best uh, networker, you know, and I feel like I watch people that are just so good at that relationship stuff and they like maintain and send people emails like if you remember want. people's birthdays they remember, yeah they're, they're so good names. at it i'm like dude you're creepy but I, but <laughs> don't remember my and, kids and i and, but, and don't sell yourself short because you said and i do this to myself too you said you're not really good at it you might not have all the relationships but the ones you have are solid like the relationships that i have of people with power in this industry they're solid relationships they might not be a lot but the ones that, like the people that fuck with me, they fuck with me. I could submit certain projects to people to this day that I met ten years ago at HBO at NBC. You know, I don't know everybody, but those people, you know, the relationships that I do have, they're solid. And I think the relationship that you have, you know, it might not be every I mean, single person, but they're solid, the solid, solid relationships. But see, my, I believe that my relationships. And I don't know if you can speak to this as well, but my relationships was built basically on my talent versus some people who just have a mouthpiece on them mm-hmm. and they don't have to have anything backing them. And that's they're why just they're solid. really, they're just really can talk to anybody. And I'm not like that. It takes me a while to walk into a room and warm up to people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, I grew up the only child. I'm from South Florida. You know, I, I, I was grew up Muslim, He's in South so Florida, like that's a thing. No, but I'm, people yeah. ain't nice. I mean, we shit. got guns, <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, I grew up Muslim, so I'm not always the quick, and I, and I believe in energy and stuff, and I have to sit back and read the energy of the room before I'm just like, hey, how you doing? Hundred percent. I don't want to speak to no demonic spirits. <laughs> I, I get that. You ain't gonna have that damn if you, demon jump in my body. If you could imagine and have sex with my body, <laughs> you if you could imagine that there's people that um they don't know me. And when they meet me, they're like, yo, man, I thought you were a dick or I thought you were. They didn't know me at all because I'm quiet. I don't run in the room and talk to everybody. I don't. But I talk to people I know nonstop. <laughs> and that's and that's why the relationships are strong, because the people that do fuck with you, they fuck with you because you're talented, not because you're this nice person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not saying you're not. You, you are a nice person, but you have to know you. Sometimes. Um, and that's the lightning coming. Yeah, that's the co-host. That's the demonic spirit. Okay. Um, but the relationships you have are from, yo, you're funny. Here's, you're funny. I want to work with you. And it's the same thing here. They, I'm this quiet guy. I get on stage. And you're like, oh, shit. This motherfucker does his thing. And that's when the relationships come. And that's why they last forever. Because they fuck with you because you're talented. Not because you're this good, nice person. They know you're talented and they can make money off you. Absolutely. Um, what, what's your focus now? Is it more... Stand up or acting or 
doing social media sketches. I got 24 hours in a day, so it's all my focus. I got mm. seven days a week, so it's all my focus. You know what I mean? It's got to so, be. Because I remember, you know, Keith Robinson, he's a comedian. I remember he had told me, he said, what do you be out there doing with your time? And I said, um, I said, well, I'll be going to comedy shows at night and hanging out. He said, how many hours a day? I said, I normally go out around like, you know, seven, get there like eight, and then I hang out to about 11. So he said four hours. What are you doing with the rest of the time in your day? And then I thought about it from an entrepreneur standpoint and a business standpoint is that what am I doing with I'm d- d- using four hours a day to invest in stand up. Where's my other work hours going? Right. They need to be going to social media. They need to be going to posting. They need to be going to in- responding to to messages. They need to go into emails. They need to go into creating content. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of comedians really aren't doing real time management. They yeah. think going to the clubs every night is the end all be all. And then social media isn't for everybody. So I never want people to think that. Stay the fuck away from us. We are happy that you don't want to do social media. Like, <laughs> I feel like I don't it, want nobody else to blow yeah. up. I feel like, like I feel like you're talking to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just talking to some other people because I've heard people have conversations with like, yeah, not every Everybody has to do social media, and I absolutely agree. It may not be for your personality. It I think may you not have be to, for man. Yeah, I think isn't social media now what they're looking for? People to have a following before. But it's they also a lot of you? people that get on to um, platforms like SNL and other yes, other TV they, they, shows and Lightning stuff, strikes. and they don't have a large following. So I don't think I think it's just about being talented and making sure that you're using all your work hours a day. Like I know people that they just constantly setting up shows at Second City. You know what I mean? Or UCB, and they're putting the work in there, developing shows and doing sketches and writing those and being in workshops and diversity programs and all this other kind of stuff, and they end up becoming successful from that. So I don't think the end-all, be-all is you need to get on social media. It's not the end-all, be-all. To me, having a podcast isn't being a social media influencer. It's like this is my platform, and these are the platforms. that This is what what I'm doing, and this is the platforms I'm doing. And that's why I, once again. So if you're going to do audio, you might as well do video and just put it out. But I don't consider you a social media influencer because you have a podcast, and you put that up on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. I just, I personally don't. No, I get it. And that's why I was, the only thing I was going to say to, you know, in my opinion, is social media is got to be for everybody. You have, but like for me, I don't do what you do. I, I do sketches. I've done it, and I'm gonna do more. But I had to find a way to make the social media work for me. The way you know, so hence this. And then that's you what do it have is. to do it, but you got to figure it out. What is you? But they're constantly telling people all the time, "Oh, you need to be making sketches. You need to be making." That's videos not you, no. That's what I'm saying. If that's not you, yeah. but I do think that if you're not gonna do that. What are you doing with the rest of your time in the day? Are you are you writing a script? Are you um, you know, writing a pilot? Are you writing sketches, packets, late night packets? What else are you doing with your time other than stand up? So you don't have to go to social media route, but when the opportunity does come from stand up, you need to have something else readily yeah. available. Young comedians, you better listen to her. Young people, period. Listen yeah. to her, man. But don't be forced into social media if it don't feel right. Well, yeah, but, I think you, you should develop a following. I feel like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter, like you got to have a social media presence nowadays. I think you need 
You don't have to I do sketches. I know so many examples but, of people but, that don't have social media followings that end up getting into a position because all you got to do is book a role on the Shawtown uh, or you know or a agreed. Netflix show or something like that, and you'll get the followers later. So I don't believe everybody needs to just jump into social media. That's just my opinion, but you're yeah. you're right at your opinion as well. So okay, you moved to LA to do comedy. I always ask people this. Did you, your first time on stage, did you bomb? No. Your first time. Me neither. I was amazing. Stupid. Amazing. Let me tell you why I was amazing. Because, and it's like, it's like when you, I heard of people that do drugs, right? Like hardcore drugs, like cocaine, crack, heroin. It's the best high in the world. So when I first did stand up, I was the most confident ever. I was fucking fearless. And I've been chasing that high ever since. Mm. I'm so insecure about comedy. Although I hear all these things that you're this good and you're that and this, that, that, and other. I'm only thinking about the negative views. Unfortunately, so that's time, what drives you to be great, though. It, 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 over time, it's driven me to be always looking at the imperfections to see where I can make them perfect but they'll never be perfect because i'm always gonna focus on that one person or that one thing that's or that fucking the sitting DJ coming in late and this in the room is too many lights on there and oh i forgot to say this tagline so the first time i did stand up i was the best i ever could be that's awesome i wasn't the best but i say that because I didn't bomb my first time either. I did well my first few times, and I that was so necessary because I, in my heart, I believe that if but I, I didn't do well after that, if I bombed that. that first time, I I don't think I would ever did it again. I think I would have oh. because I had this weird experience when I was in college. It wasn't stand up, but it was like I was supposed to be funny. They asked oh, me to host this thing. Man ejaculated on your leg. Exactly. Oh, whoa, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I mean, that was that. my experimental <laughs> instinct. <laughs> um, so, but I basically, I thought I was going to be funny. I was not funny. It was horrible. It was, it was. That's your first time. Yeah, but it wasn't even stand up. But that made me feel like, oh, you can't do this or whatever. And then like literally 10, whatever plus years later, I actually, you know, tried to do stand up. And so if that happened again. I would have, it would have been soul crushing and I probably was like, this is just not for not me. For me. Yep. Uh, so luckily I did well and I didn't bomb till later, but by the time I bombed, I had the confidence like, oh, I could do this. You know, yeah. And everyone told me the bomb was coming and I thought I was just, you know, savant. Like, no, nah, I'm great. Of course the bomb came, the boo came. But when it did, it kind of rolled off. I mean, I felt like horrible and, and I wanted to quit, but I didn't quit. And I persevered. And <laughs> when was your first bomb? Immediately after? Um, what do you consider a bomb? See, I've never been booed. But I consider bomb is silence. Uh, what I consider a hardcore bomb, a punch in the face, is when people <laughs> oh, start. Oh, not a punch in the face. No, nobody ever punched me in the face. But when people start talking to their neighbor and mm. they're no longer. Oh, that's a bomb. No longer care about what you got on the safe. And you start to hear the room chatter outshadow your your set yeah to me that's the worst bomb i'd rather you boo me because if you boo me you still focus i was on just me. gonna You're say that looking S at me silence you still invested in me <laughs> enough to be like boo bitch get your skinny ass off the stage with your <laughs> bald headed ass you're still invested but to me when you say I don't care what this bitch talk about. Girl, so what you doing? Oh, you want to go to such and yeah. such after that? Oh, you know what? Matter of fact, I got to go to the grocery store. Completely Girl, here goes my baby daddy texting me. 
That's bad. Completely disinterested. And I've had a couple of those nights. Of course, we all have. De- definitely silence is a bomb. Well, the silence in a way that they're not listening to you. Silence and they're listening to you is a good thing. Yeah, they, because they're long focused. As you still engaged. Yeah. yeah, but silence because they're not engaged, that is a bomb. Chatter is a bomb. One of these looks, <clears throat> this is worse when they're silent and they look at their friend like... And, of course, the boo is a bomb. I've had all of those. I've had the boo. At this stage, a bomb to me, and, you know, like, because we are where we are, and you know, usually do well, you know what we do. To me, like, I'll say I bombed when I just don't do... What I wanted to what I, You know what I mean? Like, I didn't get that thing yeah. that I'm used to. Like, oh, man, I didn't have a good set. But for anyone else, well, you, know, you did fine. They was laughing. But, you know, because you know what you want and whatever. But. So now as we get farther in the game, a bomb is, you don't you don't see how amazing I think I am? <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, wait a minute. What? Uh, you're not. You're not. You're not. Is there a region where the audience is a little tougher maybe? Like West Coast, East Coast, or down South? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that, but I do believe that people always say, uh, I was having a conversation with some comedians the other day and they was like, yeah, you got to learn how to read the room and you got to do this. And I'm like, no, it's sometimes it's just a crowd. Sometimes they not like, ha ha ha, laugh out loud people. Sometimes people got some shit that's going on on their spirit and they just ain't here really for the joke, but they already got their tickets. It could be a lot. And I noticed that to me, comedy, the way the, the stage in the room is set up can affect your set as well. Oh, if the lights are too bright on the audience, that can also affect your so set. So many things, the mic too loud, too low because the audience wants so, to be in the dark right they kind of yeah. want to be like okay because yeah you kind of start you get distracted you start seeing too many people to your question they, they they say i don't agree with this i think every show is its own show but they i've heard that new york audiences can be tough to people say atlanta that. is tough too but i've done well in atlanta i will agree yeah i had i had a good to bomb me to, i seen somebody um get booed this ain't even my bomb story but it was Big Wheezy's bomb story. We were on tour with Cat <laughs> Williams. I'm going to say his name. He ain't ashamed of it. No. Um, but he went out there doing his joke, and he had a joke about ketchup on his shirt. They was not feeling him. It was 9,000 people there. Ooh. And it started with two, I would like to say, ignorant niggas in the middle. <laughs> but they probably mm. wasn't. They just had had enough. Uh, they was like, boo. And when I That's tell a little you, ignorant. It, it grew to thousands within two minutes. Oh, God. Within, I mean, not two minutes, within seconds, it grew to like 2,000 people. People was like, oh, that's what we doing? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And I had to go up right behind that. The host went out and was able to get laughs, and then I had to go up. Um, I was, my only thing I can think of, I'm just like hoping I say my words clearly, because I was so in my head like, please don't move me, please don't move me. <laughs> did, you re- did you reference people? it? Did yeah. you reference it? I ain't reference that. I wasn't that skilled enough to oh, reference yeah. it. Because that also, that would have got, it would have been like, I ain't, that, I ain't that guy. <laughs> don't make me bring up that's the that's the classic don't make me bring well, that see, last guy back did a lot of oh things. okay okay yeah. that's the class don't make me bring that last guy back <laughs> like oh <laughs> um so your first bomb do you remember your first bomb most people do oh yeah um i mean i've had a lot of bombs but let's talk about a significant one yes right because i'm still bombing of course i might be bombing right now no not at all. <laughs> but that's what this is about so um, I was uh, at the J spot in Los Angeles, California. Tough room. Tough room. All black people. They ain't here for your bullshit. Is that still open? It be closed and open. It's opening back up. 
Thank God. I really like that club. I think it's an amazing that club. That thing is weird to me. Like, oh, for real? No, you know the stage? Yeah, it's and not the, weird to me. Yeah, okay. I think it's a nice club. Yeah. Beautiful. It's black owned. Um, So, it, I was having a set and it wasn't going too well, but I'm going to stick here, bitch. I drove 45 minutes. I'm going to say what I have to say. <laughs> this one black lady, she looked to be about... 280 pounds sitting there sucking on some fried chicken, not even looking at me yells out. <laughs> Bitch, you not funny. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob reaction was, Bitch, you fat. <laughs> <laughs> hurt people, hurt Look, people. Bomb. <laughs> she said, Bitch, I beat your ass. And I said, okay, everybody, thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had somebody to, to walk me to my car because I felt like this bitch might really beat my yeah, ass. Oh, that's great. By the way, she was fucking them chicken wings up that she I might be next. That is I great. might be next. Because yeah, if people have happens. said when I do my arms like this, I kind of look like a chicken. So <laughs> I was like, she ain't about to think I'm that chicken on that table and beat my ass next. <laughs> Period. Yeah, yeah. We've heard stories. People getting stabbed up. <laughs> oh, I never got stabbed. Oh, what yeah. else? Uh, I've seen I've seen I've seen comedians get assaulted. I've I've had people approach the stage on me. No, it, it, it didn't it didn't it didn't go there, but it was Potential. Yeah. I have people hug on me sexually afterwards and ask for pictures and be uh, sliding their arm and then we look like we in a prom date picture afterwards. But oh. other than that, I don't never have people. Before we get into my next bomb question. Oh, I gotta tell you one thing. The stress factory. He said that the customers called and was like, Give me her number, her phone number. Well, and, when we were there? Yeah. But go ahead. I was Give like, you the phone number like he was gonna to talk to, to kick it? Yeah. Like, what? But he Why did they like think the, that was even a Vinny thing? Vinny was like, I gave it to him. I was like, Vinny, I know you did. He was like, I'm just joking. I would never. And I'm oh, like. Yeah, that's crazy. Hello, like Daphne getting a swerve. So, I mean, I'm cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, this is what I did want to ask you. As a woman, I don't know if this is being misogynistic or whatever the question is. Is it, do you think a woman, you get a little bit of a break or or less than a break as far as like is she good or not? That's the co-host of the streets. Uh, get it from the audience. From or the from audience, like so. As a man, I feel like the audience is a little quick to be mean. Oh, for real? I feel like they quick to be mean too. Because so, you got a lot of women, and then they're there with their boyfriends. Or you know, most or, men don't yeah. come to the shows. Have you noticed it's very, especially black men. Black women. men don't go in groups yeah. of just homeboys. Or to the shows. or or that's that's actually a thing. It, maybe it's the opposite. Do you feel you get a little more hate from the women because oh she thinks she cute and? I felt like that when I was insecure, mm. or when I wasn't, I didn't know if I was funny yet. Yeah, but now I don't really care. You bought a ticket. I'm still gonna get paid or not. Once you're funny, it is what it is. But that's what I mean. I mean, just initially, you walking up and they're like, "Oh, this bitch." She but it's she different now yeah. because I have fans. Yeah. So people know me, and it ain't everybody in every audience. But so I still get some type of support mm. versus you going out there cold. Yeah. All right. Have you ever bombed when it mattered? Like on a showcase or something? Showcase, audition. I have like one or two bombs when it mattered. And those are the ones that stick with you because you're like. Oh, I know one man. time it felt like I bombed because I didn't get a get. She didn't book past me at a club. But mm. I mean, I felt like I had a great set that night. So um, 
No, I never bombed when it when it, I get I get a rush when it's yeah. a competition. I don't think I've ever. Oh yeah, I had I didn't win that one. Like an audition. All three white boys that won that one, in, but that's what I usually do mm. festivals and stuff. So mm. yeah, I know what you're talking about, like comedy stuff. No, I never bombed. What about a skit a sketch that went wrong? Went oh, viral yeah. for the wrong reasons. Yeah, how's bombing? How's bombing on social Sketches. media? Yeah, because that's so many it's there forever, yeah. right? Yeah. You read but the I comments? <laughs> Not really, but the the video that they said was my worst work ever <laughs> was my highest grossing video. Oh shit! Yeah, they said that this was the worst work. It was a Hispanic guy. Hence, you're sitting over there. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, probably one of your cousins. Essays, you know. <laughs> He had wrote in the sketch. Um, it was a long was day. Just one guy back in, in the day. Though. Oh no! But people jump but on was, the train. Yeah. yeah, they just waiting for somebody to say mm. some shit. And other people had said negative stuff, but this one stuck out to me. Um, the video. It, it was a long day shoot that day. You know, back in the day, I used to shoot like five to seven sketches in one day, and wow. I was shooting every week, several days a week. Cause I, that's how I got up to having like over 600 sketches online. It's, I used to go hard. Now I'm not going as hard, but I'm about to start next week. So make sure you watch my new content. But um, yeah, so it was a long day. Didn't really have, I had an idea. Everybody was tired, ready to go. But I really was like, hey, let's just do one more because I'm trying to get quantity, right? And so I didn't have the sketch really fully thought through. So it, was, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best work. It wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. It looked good, but... It kind of was, it, did, it didn't give a payoff at the end, right? Getting into it to me was good, but it was no payoff. So uh, this guy wrote on there, he said, Kevin Hart, please put her in the movie so she can stop doing these stupid ass things. <laughs> That's great. A black man protect black women came in the comments and replied to the Hispanic man. And he said, hey, man, I got to admit, this is really bad. <laughs> but normally she does good work. Shut your burrito eating ass up. That's so the Hispanic started guy a race came war back. in the comments. <laughs> the Hispanic guy back said, Hey man, I don't eat burritos. Too many carbs. And, that was and the video went viral. That's highest brilliant. grossing video. This is where on uh, yeah. YouTube or Instagram? Facebook. Oh, that's great. Yeah, she yeah, she she goes crazy on she goes crazy on all, every platform. No, man. She really. posts the same videos on all platforms. Or, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We do do that. Right? Mm -hmm. I thought I've seen, seen things that you yeah. exclusively every, do. Everything, every place is a new audience. Because I had a and Facebook did an analytics. Uh, I thought I've seen you do TikToks and they weren't on Instagram. Maybe I'm wrong. If so I just forgot yeah. to put yeah, it up. Whatever. But um. Facebook did analytics. They said only 2% of people, less than 2% of people that follow me on Facebook follow me on Instagram. So, like I tell everybody, it's all different audiences. So, I will post everywhere. Dope. Yeah. Dope, That's dope, good. dope. All right, listen, man. I know you... Uh, it's been real, and you I got to go. Yeah, yeah, you got, uh, you, you got no, business shit. You got business shit happening. Really appreciate you coming, man. You're probably our most successful... Uh, Successful guests, yeah. We've had some some dope ass guests so far. No, but I I'm the most successful. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, I just be messing with him. <laughs> nah, she's she's the homie for real. She's my good good friend. Top, top two so oh, far. Lord, <laughs> yeah. Stop penetrating me. She's my good 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 friend. Mm. <laughs> uh, yo, real quick for those of you oh, who oh, uh, so you gonna penetrate me too with For those of you who are wondering who watched the the podcast, wondering oh, yeah, there is yeah. a space right now in the set. 
We had a set malfunction, man. My girls fell. She's the only one left standing. The other ones are in surgery right now. See, they black will, girl power. Yeah, they, will black be girl back they will be back for the next episode. Uh, we, we, we got them uh, in, 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 in surgery right yeah. now. Pray for their well-being. Yeah, we got to redo the butt injections. <laughs> da- <laughs> Daphne, thank you so much for coming and doing the podcast. You just... She, she happened to be in New York. Hit me up. Uh, we hung out no, last... No, it was planned. I just hit you up last minute. Exactly. Uh, she had nothing to do the other night. Hit me up out of nowhere. We end up hanging out. I said, "Oh shit, you're in town to do the podcast." She came through, man. She is a busy woman. She got Appreciate all types it. of shit going on. She didn't have to do this, and she did it, man. So thank you very much yeah, for yeah, coming. Follow, always. What's your handle so people can find? Oh yeah, uh, Daphne Springs at imdsprings.com. That's i a m d s p r i n g s. Um, and go to my website www.imdsprings.com. You get me everywhere on there. Dope. And um, Any yeah. projects coming up besides your social media, you know, the sketch? God willing. Can we talk about, <laughs> nah, whatever. Um, you follow her. She will keep you updated on all her stuff. I know she has some things in the mix, but, you know, just, damn, son, the demons is after us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys. Bomb stories, subscribe. What do you say? Subscribe and follow. Hit the like button. Hit the like hit the <laughs> smash that like hit button. Smash that like button. Uh to the moon. To the moon. We do our own side effects. Yeah, yeah. Daphne, thanks a lot for coming in. Another episode of Bomb Stories in the Vault, man. Good night, guys. Good day. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.